Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am going to be joined this week by Kate Casey, the comedian and podcast host of Reality Life with Kate Casey. She joined me last season to talk about Tasha's season of the show, and now she's back to break down hometowns and also everything going on in the franchise. In case you missed it, Matt James did speak out about this Rachel and Chris Harrison drama for the first time super explicitly before he just showed support for Rachel Lindsay. Um, and he addressed some of Rachel K's initial posts, but hadn't really talked since everything kind of blew up earlier this month. Um, he said, in part, this past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life. And while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take time to address the troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming, including the incredible, disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkenell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time and it has been devastating and heartbreaking, to put it bluntly. So Kate and I talk about this a little bit, but there's still a lot of unknown about what's going to happen with the franchise. I just saw a report from Reality Steve that they're going to tape the after the final rose soon and it won't be live. I don't know if that's true, um, but it would make sense because there can be really audiences anyway. Um, as we know, next week will be Women Tell All, which will feature Chris Harrison and a bunch of the women from the season, but not Rachel since she's still in the running. We also heard sources told us weekly that Rachel Lindsay has spoken to people about potentially hosting it. There's discussions. Um, we don't know if that's going to happen. I think Rachel Lindsay has also said, you know, the world is split on me. I don't even know if I want to take this on. Like she's already does a lot of stuff. She has her extra job at extra. She has two podcasts. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, the show is still airing and hometown had to go on. So it, it, it was bizarre to, you know, watch some of the stuff, knowing everything we know now and trying to figure out what Matt James post totally means. Um, but We'll have to keep going forward and seeing how the show plays out. So with that, I will leave you with my recap with Kate Casey. I am joined by Kate Casey, reality TV expert with her own show, of course, Reality Life with Kate Casey. I can't wait to dive into these hometown dates and get some predictions from Kate because she always has on-point predictions about Bachelor Nation. But first, I have a very important question, including how much money do we think ABC and Warner Brothers are making on Peloton ads this season? <laughs> Oh my God, I know. I know. What Sorry to just jump right into that hard hitting journalism, Kate, but I yeah, am distracted what's the still. Ju- 
what is the deal with that? Do you think Matt's getting a cut? Is this like a oh, do Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. But by the way, kind of brilliant. Yeah. Every episode we've started with, it used to be like Colton's video diaries, which were not great. And now yeah. we have Matt on the Peloton, which I prefer. And also kind of happy to see that because there was a time where people thought that if you were on an exercise bike, that was like the lamest form of exercise. And they've really changed the narrative. And I'm glad to see that Matt, a former Wake Forest football player, has embraced the Peloton because it gives hope for the rest of the people of the world. I love that, especially all are all at home. Peloton really had quite the journey. I wish this was sponsored oh, by Peloton did. with the whole Peloton wife scandal. And now it's like the coolest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They really went upwards. That's um it. Okay, let's talk about this episode. Where have you, where are you, by the way, just in general with this season? Have you been enjoying it? Or do you feel like everything that's happening outside is overshadowing things? Where do you stand? I've thought about this a lot. Typically, I love watching the full episode. And I don't know if it's because I, there was a period of time where I reviewed it for Jenny McCarthy. But in this season, I fall asleep or I just check out halfway through and I'm like is this because I don't have an obligation like I have in the past but I think it's because it's weird because the women are more beautiful than they've ever been and they're more accomplished than they've ever been and they're more interesting than they've ever been but yet I'm still not interested yeah I agree I think this season started off really strong and I like Matt and I like these women especially the ones left we got rid of a lot of you know certain certain type of women doozies. yeah yeah doozies um but yeah there's something about it and i think it might be the editing i think they've just give put themselves in a hole with focusing so much on the other stuff that i'm just not invested in these girls maybe i don't know well also i was talking to reality steve about this and he was saying that despite the fact that it's such a di diverse cast more diverse than ever that they focus the most television time on about six white women so then you're Wild. like Maybe they painted themselves into a corner because they didn't spend enough time telling the personal stories of the most interesting people. Like, I think Michelle is really interesting. Totally. I think Brie is pretty interesting. And it's like, I'm only getting to know them at the end. Also, I think that the fact that they brought the new ones in, typically that would be game-changing, super funny, hilarious. But because the women were so mean to the newbies, it kind of put a buzzkill on it. Yeah. You know, I feel like if they had done it the right way and maybe they had like a mole, like they did the Jesse Palmer season where it was like somebody that knew Matt and was feeding him information like this is the nutbag, this is the cool one, et cetera. Yeah. That would have been better. But I think because they came on and the, the originals were like, listen, you bitches better get the fuck out of here. I think that that kind of was a buzzkill too. Yeah, also, I think so too. the greatest problem, and Steve said this to me too, is that Matt was not a former contestant so he wasn't apt to play the whole game that comes with being on the show so in other words for a normal person if you were to put them with a bunch of women and say okay some of them totally not your type but just play the game and kind of talk to them normal people are like Matt they're like wait what like I I'm not into her why would I do that but a guy that's been a contestant can they can play the game a little bit like yeah Victoria the minute you walk through the door with your ill-fitting bra, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There was no one that has walked the earth as you have. They'll play the game. This guy's like, oh, really? So I think that was a buzzkill too. Yeah, I think he's almost handled things too well. Like it, we had yeah. Peter the pilot handle everything way too bad, poorly. And now Matt is almost handling it all too well and too sane that they're in a weird spot. 
Um, now, did I say this on your show? I don't know if I did, but I know I've said it on several episodes of my show. I predicted from the very beginning that Chris Harrison would be replaced by Matt James well before any of this happened. Wait, when did you say that? I said it for weeks. I was like, guys, I don't think Chris Harrison's going to stay much longer. And people thought I was going crazy that he, they said he is a a pillar of the organization. You cannot have the bachelor if he's not. I said, I think his time has come. And I think Matt may or may not find true love, but I do feel like he found a new hosting job. Really? Do you I still said think it. that now? Do you think he'd be good at it? I do think so, but I think that they're troubled by the low ratings. So they're like, maybe that's just too much of a leap. Yeah. So I have predicted that Mike Johnson, who was once to be considered the bachelor, may step in because he's got broadcast experience. He knows how to play the game. And listen, he's a more modern version of what the host should be. He's younger. He's obviously more diverse diverse than they've ha- ever had. I think he's probably a better choice. Now, for the after the rose ceremony, I think that they would love Rachel, but because mm-hmm. of contractual issues with Extra, which is owned by NBC, I don't see that happening. Plus, I don't know if she even wants a job. I do think they could have Tasha. That was my guess. Since she was the bachelorette, she's comfortable in front of the camera. She knows to play the game. But also, she pulled off the one of them she pulled off but she had a great moment on her show where she talked about racism with Mm -hmm. a contestant and it was so uh well shot i think that she is a great communicator and she can make other people understand her plight in a way that few others can she's almost like an an innate teacher in a way Mm -hmm. so i think she would be great I just like her. Like, I think she's cool. I think she's cool. I think that she, like the fact that she found love, you're hopeful. You have like hope that somebody else could pull it off. So I'm going to go with Tasha. I just jumped, but you know what I mean? No, (laughs) that's good. I like, we got the predictions in early. I like Tasha a lot too. And I also think um, there's something to be said for how crazy this whole year has been with Tasha, she said on her show, one of the podcasts she hosts for The Bachelor, so she also must have some sort of contract, which speaking of contracts, I want to know what Rachel Lindsay's contract actually is because she does do that Bachelor happy hour show, but then she does work for Extra. She has but a Ringer podcast one- contract. Well, that contract's with Wondery. So that okay. would be the podcast network. That's her contract. But Extra is with NBC Universal. Right. And then the <laughs> higher learning is probably with another podcast network maybe even in connection with Wondery. So those are two different things. But I would think she is unable to film for an ABC show. Not yeah, not full time. I wouldn't think I don't think she wants no. it either. I think she's got plenty or, going on. Or if she's smart, which I know she really is smart. She's probably negotiating a great fee. She's like, listen, probably. this has been a total shit show. And you want me to be a part of this? You better pay me what I'm worth. And mm-hmm. I say, go for it. Yeah, me too. I think they might have like a panel of bachelor alums and like having a candid conversation oh. or something. Cause they're trying to move this forward. Yeah. And I don't know what the best decision is to move it forward. Like with Chris Harrison right now, he's just gone quiet again, which I guess that's smart, mm-hmm. but also is it? Cause then it's so something weird about just watching him on our TV and then like going to his Instagram and seeing the, the, the black and white statements. Like, I don't know. I feel weird about the whole thing, but yeah. Tasha's season, she did say on her show that it was the first with the diversity coach. She saw diversity behind the camera and she felt like things were going in the right direction. And then for everything to get like so derailed with Matt's season, it's like been quite the whirlwind of 
of mm-hmm. ABC is trying to figure this out. Well, it's an, it was much a much needed, the world is going through a much needed change. And mm-hmm. television is uh, trickles down, you know, it all trickles down. Um, and then it trickles down into people's homes. And it changes the way people look at media and also look at the way they look at people in their own community. So, um, you know, this has been a really difficult season, but much needed because the show needed to modernize in the, the same world that the way that the world needs to change. Yeah. So I think in the end, it's a good thing that the show is taking a deeper look at the people that they're casting and the way the film, the show is filmed um, and what it means to be dating in America right now, um, you know, for a 25 year old. And it's not the same way that media looked at dating when the show began. It was always white casts. It was yeah. absurd. It was like, this does not represent the rest of America. Yeah. I mean, on a total turn can we talk about michelle and matt's matching sweaters at the beginning of their hometown date and how about didn't he bring the same flowers to each date oh my god did he yeah i'm like did somebody went to costco and bought four packages and didn't think to mix it up a little bit wow or I or, or they that. filmed it all on the same day and he was like can i like i gotta get my jacket when i leave and i'll just take my flowers with me too which each girl got a different car to drive up in, but they got the different the same, the same flowers. flowers. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, Michelle, I think, has been a, a favorite for a lot of people, including myself. It's yeah. kind of hard to believe she was even someone who did join the cast late because mm-hmm. she had a strong connection with him. I really like her. I thought her parents, it was so sweet. To, they oh. had like an, an emotional reunion. They seemed like normal people. Like, what were your thoughts hand, watching that? Their hands were clasped. You could tell her parents were so in love. And I thought, oh, that, see, I come from people that hate each other. So I never could wrap my brain around people that are still married and happy. Of course, I'm, I've been married a long time, but (laughs) I, I looked at her and thought, that's a burden because how every person you meet, you're like, well, you, I don't like want to hold your hand. Like my parents are still all these years later. I like Michelle. Here's why great personal story, an elementary teacher from Minnesota. I mean, could you get like better than that? Like salt of the earth, loves her kids, et cetera. And you don't get the sense she's like, I'm not going to teach this anymore. Like I'm going to blow this taco stand and get a job in hosting. Like you really feel like she'll go back to teaching. Yeah. Also, I'm very comfortable with her age. I feel like a 27 year old has a better grasp of who she is in the world and what she wants than somebody that just left college. So I- liked her I didn't see the sexual chemistry between those two Mm -hmm. but I thought that it laid the groundwork for her to be the next bachelorette yeah I could totally see that when they were facetiming with her kids she seemed to genuinely like care and get excited and whatever to see them which was sweet and normal to see like a teacher like I feel like we've kind of moved past having people with jobs at this point like the since they're fresh out of college Uh they're banking on this to be their job or they have like a generic title so this was nice to see someone with a passion and a real job if you, you have five kids, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If one of them came home and said, mom, the bachelor is going to be filming. Can you sign this permission slip to be on the zoom? Would you do it? Damn right. I've thought about that every day since I had my first child. I'm like, I would love to be on the show. I've begged people. I asked John Paul Jones. I'm like, listen, can you just be the bachelor and I can pretend that I'm your cousin and I can just film 
That would be fan freaking tastic because I feel like I would ask the questions that the other parents are not asking or they're not allowed to. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah they probably wouldn't would. let you on. They probably know to you and they're, you're not allowed on because you would ask the question. <laughs> but I wouldn't be holding my husband's hand because I'm from Philadelphia. I'm just not like that. But I would be like, I would be like Lou Holtz. I'd be like a football coach where I'd be basically, I think I would be like in the position of a $25,000 pyramid, um, like contestant where I would be sitting face to face with the other, like whomever the bachelor bachelorette was with my legs kind of spread apart a little bit with my elbows on my knees and eyeball to eyeball. And I'd be like, what are you bringing in the table? Yes, and they so would, good. and they would probably shit their lounge pants. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, I feel like Michelle's parents were so cute and precious. Um, but I also didn't believe that Matt James had any intention to ever move to Minnesota. And Never. I just, no. I don't, I don't buy, like you said, I think they have a connection. They have an easy conversation. If they met in real life, they probably would date for a while. And then she would be like really into him and he would like back away, which is kind of what was even happening on the show. Yeah. I mean, you got like, let's go back to the fact he played football at Wake Forest. I, that I'm like, he's a football player. He's like, wants to hang out with his boys. And he probably is the kind of guy that doesn't get serious about somebody until he's like 31, 32. She's great. I think that if they met in real life, I don't even know if they would even date. I'm going to say he's like, Michelle's awesome. And then he'd go to her wedding and they keep in touch for the rest of her life. That could happen now. If she becomes a bachelorette, like he could totally. be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rachel was next, which obviously it's, uh, you know, there's so much about what's going on with her as everybody knows. Um, but it really was even more evident to me than ever. I mean, Rachel was the only one he was saying love to, mm-hmm. and it, it's just, it couldn't be more obvious if it wasn't already obvious. Like it couldn't have been more obvious. Like they're not even trying to hide it. But I was also like, why do you like her so much? First of all, she's 24. She's, they call her a graphic designer. I'm like, are you a graphic designer at 24? I feel like maybe you worked for like a year. I don't understand why he's so taken with her. And it was the most uncomfortable hometown date I've ever seen. I think her father, sorry, come at me. I think he seems like a horrible person. And the wife is like a stuffed wife. And she's just like, what? His, when, when he walked in the door, I was uncomfortable for Matt. And I just thought about how many young men in this country walk into the home and a black man walks into the home of the girl he's dating and he it's clearly on the parent's face that they're not happy because they're black. I think mm-hmm. we all as Americans watched that and understood maybe for the first time for some many people how paralyzing that must feel and I was pissed off for him and for his parents and for everybody that loves him and that guy I hope he took a long look at himself on television and figure it out. I need to find a new path in life. I also think that for her mom, it was very telling when she was like jealous of the skydiving. I was like, why didn't I get to come? I was like, oh, she's kind of one of those moms who might oh, be jealous sure of her daughter. Is. Right? Yes. Thrilled to be on television. Yes. Terrified of her husband. Would do anything to get away from him. And uh, by living vicariously through her daughter who probably would be the kind of girl that leaves home and like visits her parents once a year. I I spent some time on her dad's Facebook page the other day, finding pictures for like a a gallery that we were doing. Tell me what you found. Well, I thought it was interesting. Their kids are pretty far spread out in age. Like Rachel's 24 and the daughter, the younger daughter who was there, the blonde is 18 and she's a dancer. And then they have a son, a son who they didn't even mention at all. Who's still in high school, who like plays soccer. Hmm. Um, And it was just like classic, like a lot of family photos, like, 
lavish vacations and selfies. And he had a lot of Facebook profile pictures. I have a dad who has an Instagram just to stalk me. Um, he's never, he doesn't know how to post. He would never. So I thought that was interesting. You know, parents on yeah. Facebook, always a journey. Well, so did you get the sense, and I want you to use your um, degree in armchair psychology. <laughs> did you get the sense that he is somebody who had, if he had been 24 years old, had would pursued an opportunity to be on television? I definitely got that from the mom. The dad, I mean, yeah, he was definitely comfortable. I think it's interesting to see some of the parents, like who does seem to find their spot. He was even asking the right questions. You know, like he mm. knew the are you sure you're different? And it's hard to know if it's coming out of concern or if it's like, oh, we, we know the bachelor rules. Like, why are we asking the right questions? Like the way, or if the producers got to them, like, I find it so interesting with the parents because especially now that they go to this resort versus when you see them in their home, it's a little different maybe, but now that mm -hmm. they're just like on the set, sometimes I wonder like what, what they were told beforehand. I don't think that I, I, don't, I blame I do not blame the producers for that editing at all. I think that that man went in angry. I think he was angry when he saw Matt. And I just don't think there's any other way to put it. I just don't think he's a good person. Sorry. I I did feel a little bit of, um, I guess I was wondering, I was thinking about my, my own college experience. I go to college at 19. By the way, I was like raised in the suburbs of Philly and my mom's totally like, liberal it's a you know i grew up in a very politically charged uh, like or but democratic home mm -hmm. and i remember my political science professor in my first year of college had us write a paper on our political ideology and then present it to everybody in the class and you soon realize wow maybe my political ideology is totally barren based on my own parents beliefs mm -hmm. right yeah for and sure. so then you leave college and you get your first job and you start to figure out I'm sep I'm totally a separate person and I may have totally different beliefs based on my parents. So part of me is like this girl's 24 and she was raised by this terrible father. Sorry, come at me. I don't think he seems like a great person and a mom who's like whatever, honey, and she needs a couple years to get away from them to kind of strip herself from what she's been indoctrinated by. And so maybe I need to give her the grace that I would give to other people. Um, so I'm going to live in that space right now that she has had this life experience and is totally embarrassed by some of the decisions she's made or the, the pictures that she's liked because she needed time to, to, to strip away. I know there are rumors that she had maybe suggested to some other classmate like, like or, or made fun of her for dating mm -hmm. a black guy. Who knows if that's true or not? But I want everybody to remember that we knew people who were one way in high school, and then they left, they went to college, they worked, and then they came to the realization that their parents' belief systems do not represent their own. And maybe I'm holding out hope that that's what is happening for Rachel, and that she will come out of this a totally different person. It's possible. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot to still hear from her. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this live situation does play out, assuming she if she doesn't win, which I feel like everyone knows she does at this point, if she doesn't, whatever, she's going to be at that live finale, and the conversations they're going to have and her answers. And if her parents are going to be involved, since people were talking about her parents, Chris Harrison brought up her parents in that Rachel Lindsay interview. That was absurd. And there's just so many things. So it should be interesting to see if she does talk about it like that. She's from Georgia. It was a Georgia college, all that, you know, not that everyone from right. the South feels a certain way, but no, you know, no, no, but it, yeah, it, it, I think it's a good question for people. I swear. I think this would be a fantastic season for colleges to watch. 
Mm, I really do because I think that it's so emblematic of the shift in our country right now and how we look at race, how we look at race in media um, and whether or not, I would love to know if young college students would be as forgiving um, as old, an older audience or, or like how they would look at it. I think this is a great moment for us in television to look at the way this reshapes racism and media. I think I said that three times, but you know what I, I'm sorry to take. No, I totally um, agree. That's I a also, class in itself. I also wondered and if you could speak to this more than anybody is there have been suggestions that, and Rachel Lindsay had also said like, I'm really surprised Rachel Kirkconnell hasn't come forward. What do you know about how much she can say? I, I know that when I interview people from The Bachelor, I have to go through ABC. There are a bunch of hoops you have to go mm -hmm. through. And their contractual obligations and pressures. What about their own personal Instagrams? Are they allowed to come forward and to do things? But also, I'm keeping in mind, she's a very young girl. This is like a, one of her first jobs in life. And you have a television network that there's the pressure of saying and doing the right thing. What's going on in the life of Rachel? As much, How much do we know? Um, so from everything I know, it is the contract is you sign it, the media, as you know, whenever you're trying to book anyone who's been on the show in the last year, you have to go through ABC. Everything has to be pre-approved from the moment the show, they sign the contract till their finale airs, even if they're on the show for one episode um, through the finale. So it's over a year typically because the show doesn't air for a while. Mm -hmm. As far as our social media is concerned, we do know that they have somewhat control over it because a couple of years ago when Becca Kufrin's now ex-fiance Garrett got in all that trouble. He addressed his stuff within days of the premiere. And it was a, an Instagram generic statement. And that was 2018. So that was kind of even before people were probably feeling as much pressure to apologize or getting asked questions. With Rachel, my guess and things I've heard are she went ABC, she was working with ABC and they were kind of facing it together and the decision of what to do. And so they... It wasn't that she wasn't allowed to, but it was that they were collaborating and trying to navigate it together where she could have gone rogue and just posted it and not gotten in trouble. But I think they were trying to do it together and they got themselves in a corner by not mm -hmm. speaking sooner. I also think that sometimes television networks make the mistake of thinking, well, we can just hold off on this because this upcoming episode would be the perfect time to address it. And oftentimes... And this comes as a former crisis PR expert. Right. You need to Forgot get about it. You have a whole other life. You had a whole other I life. I know. You need to address it immediately. The longer you let it simmer, then you let other people tell your story. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a good lesson for anybody that's listening to this now. Always tell your own story. Don't let someone else tell your story for you. And so oh, television God. networks need to get ahead of things much sooner. I don't think... I don't think it's going to like help ratings that Rachel waited until, you know, this point in, point in the episode to make a statement. And it seems like that's happening today with Matt. Yeah. I wondered, like, does, did Matt want to make this statement, you know, two episodes in? And was he not allowed to because um, they thought that the ratings would be better if it matched the, the episode of the hometown dates? I don't know. I don't but, know. But you know what? Something this is like not race related, but just as far as like things playing out on TV and in real life, the Kardashians, I always thought were the perfect example of this because we obviously know everything that's going to happen. We find out Chloe uh, and Tristan broke up months before. We still haven't seen it on the show. And when it happens on the show, it gets to be a headline again. So whether it's a good or a bad thing, they're getting to take back the narrative 
but they also, you know, will like the tweets or imply like they're, they're get to milk a storyline for so long by having it play out in real life and on the show and it works yeah. to their advantage. So I, I think, you know, the second that TikTok went up of that person who maybe went to school with Rachel, who even knows making that comment, she should have immediately been like, no, I would never say that. Or I've grown, wait, wait and tune in. Like she, it was wild how long they let it go on. It makes no sense. Yeah. They continue. That's the problem that ABC does. I think they should hire me I because they wait way too long. And the thing the Kardashians are successful at because they're a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. There's the loyalty built within their own family members and their inner circle. So you can control it much better. You know, you have 25, 26 contestants and they all have personal stories. They have college classmates. They have high school classmates. They have friends of their family, people they played soccer with. That diagram includes so many people that it's really impossible to control it the way that they've tried to in the past. And I'm sure that this is a lesson to them on don't let story, you know, get ahead, get ahead of the story. Everyone has a, has several social media accounts now and you never, especially with TikTok, I feel like things go viral in like 10 seconds on TikTok. It's impossible to even track. And I also think we're at a time in our world where in the last few years we've been consumed by imagery and that, that this pandemic, the great thing that's going to come out of it is that people feel more emboldened to live authentically in their social media. People are more apt to talk about mental health struggles or feeling struggles in their own jobs or in their own families or fertility or whatever it may be. People feel more empowered, emboldened to come forward because they feel a sense of community because others will join them and say, I support you where it hasn't been like that pre-COVID. So everything in TV is shifting. And I think it's a good, much needed thing. And The Bachelor is an example of it. I think it needs to be a little much more modern with a different host, um, more diverse cast, and a little bit more modern version of the way people date. People don't date by going on a bungee jump, (laughs) falling out of a plane, and then like, standing there in the grass like do like no and getting perfect hair and makeup by the way how fast was her hair and makeup fixed after that fall (laughs) that was crazy thoughtful conversations about who they are in the world what they expect in a marriage and and a partnership about finances and about the way they they their value system when it comes to raising children or their community or their politics It, it needs to modernize I agree. What did you think about Brie? And we met her mom, who I f- is like 37 years old. Like we, so I forgot that they, she had her when she was like a teenager. Um, they seem to have a sweet bond. It was giving me Gilmore Girls vibes, yeah. the two of them. Um, and she seemed the mom. I really like. There's everyone on Twitter was going off about the line she said. No matter what happens, like worst case scenario, we are mending a broken heart together. And it was like this sweet little like it almost felt like a TV moment. And it felt like those two. Jenny, like it was her mom really being like, no matter what happens, like we'll figure this out. Like, it, I don't know. It felt like a very sweet reunion. I felt like she's our friend. No, like Matt's our friend that we say, hey, idiot, Brie is your perfect match. Why don't you see it? Of yeah. all the women, she's probably most, I think they had the most sexual chemistry, to be honest. But I also think they probably would, if they were not in the show and he didn't have all these women throwing themselves at him that he would realize that she's probably the best match that the single parent uh, thing is a very deep connection. Mm -hmm. And I felt like his mom really liked him and connected with him in a way that the other parent, I think the other parents were more reserved. Like, I don't know if I can really wrap my brain around this. And I felt like his mom was like, I could see it. I could see it. Um, She's the best for him, but he's never going to see it. 
because he's going to need like three years after the show to sleep with everybody in the world because they throw themselves at him. But she's the best that's one for prob- him. That's probably true. And then Serena P, who's the like 22 year old who I, I'm kind of surprised she, I think she's surprised she made it this long. I think she's super cute yeah. and she's perfectly a nice girl, but I think she is, I think every week she woke up and she's like, how am I still here? Like, dude, I'm just not that into you was the vibe I was getting from her. Not only that, she's like, I I looked her up. She's quite young. She she is 23 years old. Yeah, she was 22 when they started. I think she turned 23 during filming. Yeah, I looked up her LinkedIn and she had only been an intern, a publicity intern, which means she hasn't even started her professional life yet. She needs time to just like find herself in the world. I... I'm going to predict that she becomes a publicist for other contestants Mm. and then becomes like an insider, like a trusted insider, but she'll be like age 32 and she'll know everybody that's on the show because she became the publicist for the contestants. Ooh, I like that. I almost think it makes me think if they also, the bachelor wants to get ahead of, I guess they tried to do this with the podcast and like having Rachel and Becca have a show and Tasha now has a show or whatever. But like you'd think that would be a way for them to have direct control of the narrative. If they're going to give yeah. all the exclusives and stuff to their own contestants or someone like that, so if she's annoying. hosting an after show. Yeah, which is very frustrating. You but, and I know that. Oh, yes, God, we do. We definitely so do. But even with all of that content coming out for it still to take Rachel Lindsay on a separate platform to get the information. It was just wild. Um I also really appreciated in the Serena moments, the amount of information she brought to us about Canada, because I said to my husband, isn't it fascinating how Americans are just idiots about Canadian geography, culture, et cetera. So I appreciated that. Yeah, I I thought so. I thought that was fun too. It was a a good mix of cheesy but also informative and you know it, they're they're really pulling all the strings they can on this resort after everything that the palm springs resort ended up being so exactly so lackluster um serena also i thought um it was interesting it almost felt like she was like the lead all of a sudden like matt was the one crying over her she was like you're not my person bye like i love when they they quit i feel like that's like the empowering so, thing to do so it's definitely good. the move good for her i'm telling you yeah. she's she'll probably be she'll probably run her own she's gonna call it serena pr and it's she'll like r- run her own firm and she'll represent talent, maybe even across different reality shows. And she'll be like a ball busting, like killing it communications executive. I mean, the name alone works. Um, a few more questions for predictions. If Matt and Rachel do end up together at the end of the show and if they're, they're broken up now or they break up at some point. Do you think he would go the Hannah Brown route and maybe try to explore some of these old relationships that he passed by? Your no, Michelle or your no. Bray? No, no, because Tyler is his roommate. They're living in New York and they are going to. I felt like Tyler, once he dated Gigi Hadid, he was like, I'm living on a whole other level now. Definitely. So the kind of women that they will be hanging out with will be like sophisticated women in their like mid thirties. And they're going to go through like 10 years of like sleeping with like older women. Then maybe he'll go, I guess I should try to settle down. Tyler. I've said it before. will be a 52 year old riding a speedboat in Florida with weathered skin, drinking a Coors light, smoking a cigarette. And he's going to have two girls in the boats. And he's going to be like, I don't know who I, who do I go home with tonight? Oh my God. He is just beautiful though. But he is like, he's like, what reason would I have to settle down? No, he doesn't. I know that's, I mean, it is hard to believe. I feel the same I way mean, about Matt, to be honest. Matt James can walk down any street and girls are like, hey, 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 hey. So he has no 
like if he doesn't want to have a family right away like why would he settle down yeah um next bachelorette i feel like the big names being thrown around right now are a michelle or an abigail do you think one will it be delayed or will they move forward because everyone's speculating if is chris harrison going to be involved or would they try to postpone it i don't think they're going to postpone it because i think they want to this is about you know the show makes a lot of money and there's no reason they're going to move forward Mm. either way who do you think it will be when do you think it'll start filming and will chris harrison be involved I typically would agree with you that they want to film it right away because of money. But I think this has been such a PR disaster. They're going to take a break. They're going to hit the pause button. They were supposed to film in, what, three weeks? They're going to hit the pause button. They're going to say to these girls, we're going to circle back. Because I don't think any of them totally blows anyone's hair back. I mean, do you really remember Katie or Abigail? Not really that much. I so like Abigail. Is- Katie, I didn't really get. I, I think she was perfectly fine, but I didn't get the like Katie they're not, campaign. They're forgettable-ish. Not because they're, they're, I think they're people that, you know, forget about. It's just that the media forgets about them. Mm -hmm. They move on. They're fickle. Yeah. I think what will happen is this. I think that they're going to, they're going to hold, they're going to hit the pause on Bachelorette and start Bachelor in Paradise. And they're going to bring in a bunch of old people from the last couple seasons. And the next Bachelorette will be chosen from that based on who the, who the public is rooting for the The Nick Vile of it all who gets their heart broken and that will resurge interest in the show as a, as a general, you know, rule and people will be more invested in somebody who's a little bit older, who's been wrong two, three times and they just want them to find love. That's my prediction. And I think that they need to um, maybe get even more people for Bachelor in Paradise. They've got to make go to a better resort because that one they've been living at is pretty nasty. <laughs> go to a hotel. Go to a, like a nice resort and then double the amount of people are there. More sex, more fights, more comedy. And switch out the bartenders all the time. And don't have a host. Just have Yeah, a I don't think they need a host either. I think no. the, a rotating alum system also, even like when we had JoJo fill in for Chris Harrison a few times last season, I kind of liked that. It gave the girls mm-hmm. time to talk. I mean, and they don't, yeah. you don't even need that. Certain episodes, you see the host one time and all you need is like a loudspeaker to say like, all right, time for the rose ceremony, like alert, alert. Like you don't really need mm-hmm. a, a person. I don't know. Um, and my last other prediction question. Did you see those promos are back for Bachelor Seniors? Is that ever going to happen? I, the 65 plus show. Yeah, and I think it will happen. I think because there's this great documentary called Some Kind of Heaven, which is, oh, you got to watch it. Because okay. it's set in the villages in Central Florida, which is a retirement home. And you realize they are getting so much action. And actually it's a really high STD rate, if you really? can believe it. These like seniors, Olympic Village? They're on fire. It's like the Olympic Village of retirement communities. Wow. And they are super horny and they want to meet somebody. And I think it would be great. I think that there are, there's a huge audience of older people that watch The Bachelor. And I say, I will watch every single episode. And I hope that we are reviewing it on my podcast because I think it'll be good. I actually think it'll be really good. I, I mean, I'll watch it too. Let's be honest. I'll watch anything. But I also think that is a way to figure out some of the difference between mm-hmm. maybe people watching The Bachelor forever who are sick and tired of the young girls and the same stuff. Because I also know a lot of people younger than me and in college, like that's also, they love the show now. And they don't even know who people like Jason Mesnick are. So they they can try to cater to both audiences. Yeah, I just read an article that said that Jason Mesnick w- was told by the producers to play down his, uh, how Jewish he was. That it is televised wedding. They didn't want him to break the glass because it was really? too. Yeah. I'm like, 
this is a problem yeah like, that's bizarre modernize the show come on come yeah on. i remember listening to your you've had your podcast for a long time now yeah. and i remember listening to melissa rycroft on your show like years oh, ago and i'm pretty her. sure we like twitter dm like i like dm'd you i was like this is so good I, and she's like my friend now, real life friend. Yeah, I remember she was saying, I oh God, we, we would talk on the phone afterwards and we had nothing to talk about. And I was like thinking, you always hit that snag in a relationship where you're like, there's nothing here, but it makes sense. She said she didn't even realize that wasn't his house because yeah. there are no pictures on the wall. She didn't even really know what he did for a living. And that's, I try to remember that Melissa interview all the time when I see these Bachelorette contestants. Cause I'm like, Me too. We I think about it give, all the time. We need to give them the time to even, like, because they leave the show and it's like, when are you going to get married? And it, they're basically like, we don't even know each other that well yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so one. good. That's um, and before I let you go, of course, what's, what's what's on deck this week? What should we be watching besides this um, nursing oh home God. sex show? <laughs> okay, so there's this new show on IMDTV. I'm going to read this title to you because it's so absurdly. What long. is IMDTV? It's a new IMBD, or IMDb TV. Okay. You can get it through Amazon Prime, or you can get it on your app, like okay. your TV TV shops. It's called. Top class, the life and times of Sierra Canyon trailblazers. I know it's way too long, but here's why it's interesting because I love sports shows. Mm -hmm. This high school in California, a bunch of NBA players sends their send, send their kids there, like former Ooh. NBA players. Yeah. So you're talking about a high school where every single player on the team will probably play in the NBA. You think at your own high school, you're like, that guy was pretty good. This is like every single person and you have recruiters coming. So it's an inside look at this high school. Oh, so that's this. on IMDb TV. And you can get that through Amazon Prime. Allen versus Pharaoh on HBO is about mm -hmm. the Woody Allen stuff. That's a must watch four part series. I'm excited about Floribama Shores coming back. It's not in Floribama Shores. It's actually they're filming in the mountains. So it kind of changes up and they make terrible life decisions. And I enjoy that. Um, Stanley Tucci searching for Italy on CNN. You're like a cooking show, CNN. Very interesting because it's the majesty of the Italian landscape and more background on like why why pizza okay. like became a thing. Also, San Marzano tomatoes, you know, that are in pasta sauces. Yeah. The sauces, the reason they're so delicious is because the soil there has volcanic ash from Mount Vesuvius. What? And that's why the tomatoes taste so freaking delicious. So it's well, a lot the more of that. You know. And then the last thing I would tell you is if you have not watched this ep last episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, you got to watch it because I'm still trying to unpack it a couple days later. It's a doozy. I know. I actually fell off this season. I'm behind. And I think I'm just going to skip to Sunday's episode. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? You could. Yeah. That's an easy show to just jump in and out. I say the same about Real Housewives of New Jersey. You can jump yeah. in and out. Other ones, you're, you'd be lost. But it's like a soap opera. Like you could just jump in and out. Do you think New Jersey, because the premiere was so good, do you think they're going to be able to keep it up during the season? Hell yeah. And my I next so. guest on Wednesday is Jackie Goldschneider. And we talk about that explosive fight. So yeah, Ooh, I'll be tuning in. Well, Listen, Kate, there's a lot, the of, lot of TV and people need to look beyond just network TV. Streaming media has so many fantastic shows. And the best thing you can do for a friend this week is to share with them a great TV show because... People need interesting stories because the best thing about unscripted TV shows like The Bachelor, believe it or not, is that it's giving you a window into someone else's world. And if we weren't learn more about other people, we end up learning more about ourselves. Oh, I love it. And also sometimes it's fun, but you're also learning. It has everything. You guys yeah, drink your wine, everything. watch your show. I really want to watch that basketball show. That sounds yes. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Well, thank you, Kate, everyone. Reality Life with Kate Casey. I'm sure you already listen. If you don't, she puts out several episodes a week and she breaks it all down. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Make sure you come back every week for a new episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Subscribe, like, share, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. You know the whole thing. And I'll talk to you next week.